This episode of the Blue Hawaii Podcast is brought to you by Royal Thai Garden Eva Beach. If you're on the west side and you're feeling hungry, stop by Royal Thai Garden Eva Beach for the freshest, dopest Thai and Laotian food you can find anywhere. Big portions, elegant, all the favorites, classic, good prices. Check it out. You won't regret it. Royal Thai Garden Eva Beach, 96706. Blue Hawaii. Welcome to the Blue Hawaii Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Josh Michaels. I hope you're doing well. Oh, man. What a week it's been. I am holding down the fort solo today. Ryan is on the continent. He has actually been recruited to play water polo at USC. So that's really exciting news for him. We're looking forward to seeing what he does. Seems like uh, America is about to have a national conversation about the way we have warped college admissions and, you know, the entire... Uh, higher education system in this country needs a complete overhaul, which is perfect timing because we're about to come up on March Madness, NCAA basketball, my favorite time of the year. Unfortunately, uh, heartbreaking loss for UH in the first round of the Big West tournament. Uh, the boys hopped out to a great start, 18-point lead. Shots were flying in, looked like you know everything was clicking. Long Beach State pulls back, uh, makes the go-ahead game-winning basket with half a second left. We're going to talk much more about this. Everything coming soon. In the meantime, I before we you know before we do a little news, let me tell you what's on tap for today. We have a great guest stopping by from the Hawaii Alliance for Progressive Action, and she's going to be here to talk to us about their exciting venture, the Kuleana Academy. Some of your favorite local politicians and political activists are alums, including friends of the show. We'll get we'll get into it. She's going to tell us about a great opportunity coming up through Hapa that you can get involved, you get the skills you need to be a truly effective advocate for the causes you care about and for the people you care about, all of us here in Hawaii. As we move forward and try to build a better future, we're going to need to build as much capacity and as much talent as we can. And I'm looking forward to that chat. I'm going to hopefully learn a lot and hopefully you will too. In the meantime, let's talk just a brief little bit of news. Um, As I said, college basketball is officially lit. Uh, Conference championships happening tonight. Also, fun fact, I learned yesterday watching the Pac-12 tournament, Arizona State has a point guard named Remy Martin. That's delightful. And, you know, hopefully college athletics can uh, provide a welcome distraction from the hell world that we currently live in. Uh, First top story, you know, the the world has been gripped uh, in the past 48 hours by the the horrific terrorist attack massacre in New Zealand in Christchurch, uh, that city that's already been through so much. A white nationalist-inspired lunatic went to two mosques, shot and killed 49 people, injured dozens of others. Uh, Worldwide sadness, grief, condemnation for the Muslim community of New Zealand, Kiwis everywhere in the country, and and Muslims and other folks around the world who are dealing with the scourge of white nationalism and the threat that anti-immigrant rhetoric poses. You don't need me to tell you that Donald Trump did not cover himself in glory talking about this. Uh, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern much better example of the sort of leadership and willingness to call out the problem that we just haven't seen here in America. But that's a discussion for another time. You don't need me to rant at you. That's something we can dialogue about later on. Slightly lighter news. Beto O'Rourke, unsurprisingly, has joined the race for the Democratic nominee for president. Uh, Seems like a nice guy. You know, very impressive. Came close against Ted Cruz. However, there's a big difference between running against the most hated man and most unpopular politician in America, even more unpopular, you know, certainly among Republicans, more unpopular than Donald Trump. Uh, There's going to be a big difference, you know, differentiating himself 
against legitimate, you know, legitimate contenders, legitimate people putting ideas forward. Again, seems like a cool dude. Not sure he can offer a, a much of a vision for, you know, what he's actually going to do other than like cool platitudes and just being charming and skateboarding across the stage. But we're excited to see what happens, you know. Donald Trump facing the first veto of his presidency, speaking of Congress. Uh, they're over, they, they voted to overturn his national emergency declaration. He's vetoed it. There is There are probably not enough votes to override the veto. So we're monitoring this. We're going to see what happens. One thing that will hope probably not be vetoed, uh, the Senate has passed Bernie Sanders' resolution to end American support for the Saudi war in Yemen, uh, a bipartisan initiative. He joined with uh, Chris Murphy of Connecticut, Democrat, and Mike Lee, Republican from Utah. Uh, this is the first instance of Congress successfully using the War Powers Act to curtail a military action by the executive, by the president of the United States. So interesting, interesting development going forward and a much needed check on executive overreach in our forever war that I'm sure we can all agree on. Other news, big national politic news. The DNC, the Democratic National Committee, has announced Milwaukee is going to be its 2020 convention site. You know, this is good. Hopefully the nominee will actually visit Wisconsin this time around. And, you know, also shout out to Milwaukee. The Bucks are playing great. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, it's a great underrated American city. Shout out to my 2014 Balsam mock trial team that went there, uh, got kicked out of the competition 24 hours after entering and decided to go hang out in Chicago instead. But Milwaukee, great town. Uh, other news we're following. Remember the Florida massage parlor uh, Robert Kraft incident? Well, that lady, the spa owner, potential human trafficker, has been found to be all over Mar-a-Lago advertising her connection with Trump and Trump folks, selling connects. Uh, so the soft, unchecked corruption of, of this administration, totally unsurprising. Uh, Talking Points Memo is reporting she was using the proximity to Trump and his properties to peddle investor visas, which is, you know, for all the talk about immigrants coming here, taking our jobs. Uh, if you are a billionaire and you want to throw cash outside of your country to keep it away from your government, the United States government will happily welcome you. Uh, no questions asked or a few questions asked. Mother Jones is reporting that Ms. Yang's Facebook page, which was taken offline on Friday, uh, loaded with photos of her posing with GOP notables, Donald Trump Jr., Matt Goetz of Florida, Ronna McDaniel, the RNC chairwoman, who, had to, who was formerly known as Ronna McDaniel Romney, who changed her name at the request of President Trump. Uh, Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao, the wife of Cocaine Mitch, our favorite human being on earth. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, bad person. And former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin, among others. Woo! Jeez. Okay, that's fun. So, uh, we, Ryan did not actually go play water polo at USC, but uh, you probably got that joke because... One thing everybody has been talked about, a nice break from Trump, actually, even though you can, you know, there is still the angle of Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, like, this is how all these folks, Donald Trump, Donald Trump himself, you know, Fred Trump Jr.'s money getting him into the University of Pennsylvania. Life is rigged by the rich and powerful, and American meritocracy is a scammy lie, college applications edition. This is, you know, breaking the mold. We'll talk more about this later. Aunt Becky from Full House, Lori Laughlin. when did, you know... What did William H. Macy know and when did he know it? These are the questions that we are that we need answers to, absolutely. What else? A little bit closer to home, what's going on? The Hawaii Senate approved an immigrant sanctuary bill. 
which is very cool. Uh, California was the first to become a sanctuary state in 2017. We would be the second. Uh, the bill notes that about 45,000 of Hawaii's more than 253,000 immigrants are undocumented. That's a very high percentage. And April 6th, coming up, 4 to 6 p.m. at the Biennial Hub, 1200 Alamana Boulevard. If you remember last season, we sat down with Shaw Ungalungal to talk about hashtag being Micronesian and her social media campaign that launched into the real world uh, and some of the challenges that the Micronesian community is facing here in Hawaii. Exclusion, racism, institutional biases. Well, our friends over at Civil Beat, including uh, the fabulously talented Anita Hofschneider, who is dodging our interview requests, but that's okay, don't hold it against her. They are going to do a, an event called Hashtag Being Micronesian in Hawaii. It's a free event. Check out beingmicronesian.eventbrite.com for more information. If you haven't heard our interview with Shaw from last season, check it out, episode 38. She's amazing, super cool, super impressive, super talented, doing great things. And shout out to her and Civil Cafe for making this happen. Uh, it'll be great. You should absolutely check it out. All right, folks, I am going to keep my end of this short because I love rambling monologues as much as the next guy, but I understand it may not be everybody's cup of tea. So stick around. We're coming right back with my guest, Aria Juliet Castillo. We're going to talk about HAPA, the Kuleana Academy, and what it might be able to do for you if you take the leap and apply. Blue Hawaii Podcast. Coming right back. Blue Hawaii Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am here in the studio with Aria Juliet Castillo. She is the program manager for the Kuleana Academy at the Hawaii Alliance for Progressive Action. It's a super badass program that is looking for interested folks like you to apply for their fellowship program coming up right now. Aria, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, yeah, thanks for coming down. Uh, so let's start at the very, very absolute basics. What is HAPA and what is the Kuleana Academy? All right. Well, HAPA is a nonprofit organization that works to advance progressive movements across the islands. It was a nonprofit that was started in 2015, and it was kind of the answer to the anti-GMO and anti-agricultural or chemical fight that happened in Hawaii in 2011 to 2013 mm -hmm. and continues on to this day. That's what, that's what sort of was the catalyst that was the catalyst we got to start organizing we got to exactly do something more than yes. just you know fight the fights as they come we need to build a team to exactly okay. build a team and kind of have resources behind um people that were doing wonderful advocacy work and community organizing we needed a bigger umbrella to kind of fit all of this work underneath okay and it sounds like if it's if it's gmo and agriculture involved it, it probably is a big neighbor island focus as well as oahu focus. yes definitely um our founder and board president gary hooser okay he's a former county council member on Kauai. oh yeah, yeah yeah so that's where um hapa was started and our board members consist of members on every single island and we have board meetings on every single island so that's a very big focus is to make sure that neighbor islands are well represented awesome no, so tell us, no, so specifically within HAPA, what is the Kuleana Academy? The Kuleana Academy is a leadership development program for people that are interested in running for public office. It started off as an answer to, um, we were doing advocacy work for the anti-GMO movement. Mm -hmm. um, you folks might know that each county, Kauai County, Maui County, and Hawaii County all passed legislation, whether it's through um, bills or ballot initiative that kind of tried to regulate these corporations. 
And the county council members who were in office at the time did not support these measures on Kauai and Maui. On Hawaii Island, it did pass. However, all of the companies sued the counties um, and th- they said that this is a state's problem. Yeah. So the county council members and the mayors kind of just said, it's not our kuleana, it's the state's kuleana. So then the fight went to the states. And unfortunately, the politicians that are in office at the state level also did not support these citizen-led initiatives. And we found they were really supporting these chemical companies as opposed to the will of the people. So what we figured out is no matter how much public testimony, no matter how much work and advocacy work we put into it, no matter how much evidence we would support support Mm -hmm. it, um, if we didn't have people in office on our side, we would never win. Okay. So we looked around the office. We looked around and, you know, you go to these community meetings and you see 10, 15 people who are very well qualified, well spoken, have the same credentials, the same background, the same experience as the people behind the chairs, Mm -hmm. but they're not in there. And you ask them why. And a lot of people would say like, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've thought about it, but I'm a terrible public speaker. Or I could never raise that kind of money. Or, oh, you know, I have this in my past. Or I'm not like that. Or I don't want it to be about me. Mm. And But they still they saw the kuleana inside yeah. of them to serve. This is, this is who you want to run for office. Exactly. The people who don't want to be politicians. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So we figured, okay, how can we support these people that should be running and willing to serve? We need candidate training to okay. kind of give them a head start to go and go into this fight all right so what is the so what does the candidate training program look like how long does it last what are what are sort of the parameters and what do you what do you how do you train them so it's a six weekend long program so we have six weekends it started out as three weekends and it's grown to six um they all take place on oahu um, but we have candidates from each county fly over to Oahu for these six weekend long trainings. Uh, The first part of the training consists of leadership development. It's based off of the leadership challenge. Um, That's something that your readers can look into. Our facilitator is Mason Chalk, who's a county council member on Kauai. He's an awesome legislator. He's a very good community advocate, well-rounded, all-around awesome person who's very inspirational. So they do leadership training, kind of deciding what kind of leader you are, and we also do a DIS training, kind of a management assist situation. You kind of assess what kind of leader and kind of manager you would be if you were to be in office. Um, we also do public speaking training. That's super important. I think about 90% of the people that walk into Kuleana say that they're very weak at public speaking. Oh, yeah. So that's something that we really try to hammer in and just give them a lot of experience and encouragement that's to like speak. One of, that's like one of the biggest phobias that... Uh, I think in like the normal population at large, not just politics, like people hate that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because you see when they start talking about things they're passionate about and they're comfortable with, they're great. But then when they have to get on stage and just a basic introduction, who am I and why am I running? It they freeze. So we're kind of trying to bridge that gap. Interesting. Um, We do media training. We have an awesome media trainer, Don Webster. Oh, friend of the show. She was just on here. Yeah, she is awesome. She does a lot of training about how to frame your message. Media wizard. Yeah, Yeah. it's really, really great. She's a crowd favorite. Um, Fundraising, huge, important skill. Becky soon has been our fundraiser for the last three sessions. She's awesome. She helps Stanley Chang. These are some um, good people. These are some very, very uh, 
strong friends of the show you're name dropping right here yeah um so she does fundraising training we need to have her more because i think fundraising is the most important key part of this whole thing money talks and Honestly, every Kulian Academy graduate that ran in the last session, there were 17 graduates that ran for office. All of them could have raised more money. Yeah. Like, there's hands always, down. There's always more money. <laughs> there, yeah, for sure. And like, the, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to ask my friends for money. Yeah. None of my people have money in the district, which is all true stuff. But like, we have to get around that. Yeah. Especially when you're coming up in incumbents who have this corporate backing. Yeah. It's like, it's similar to what I found, you know, people say like, well, I don't, I, you know, I don't care about politics. Like, yeah, well, your landlord cares, your boss cares, you know, all the, the your bank cares. Like, yeah, unfortunately, this is what it's going to take. So, um, so who are some of, who are some, some other names that people might know folks who have participated in the academy and graduated from the academy? So we've had, um, we've graduated 50 people from the academy. Cool. The first group of people we had. Uh, Tiare Lawrence, okay. public advocate Maui. from Maui. Maui. She ran yeah. for office twice. Unfortunately, she wasn't successful in winning, but she has done so much awesome, positive work in the community, and she's a great inspirational leader to look upon. Tina Wildberger, yeah. she was just elected um, to Kihei in District 12. Um, she was one of our first Kulian Academy graduates. She went on to be, after Kulian Academy, she became Kelly King's manager. Kelly King ran for county council in Maui, and she won. And then she went on to run for house. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the folks who came out as a small business owner saying, "I I pay my folks a living wage, and I support it." So super, she's super badass. We like her a lot. Yeah, she's super awesome. Um, let's see some other people that were in the first class: Trinette Furtado, Daniel Anthony. Those are two really awesome. Daniel Big Anthony, as in advocates. the uh, the guy who was the Ilani Palace guy, the recent. Yes. Oh, culture <laughs> culture warrior. Shout out to Daniel Anthony. Very cool. Yes, okay. he lives his truth. He's an awesome person and a really good friend. And uh, I personally really appreciate the work that he does. Uh, our can we, second... Can, can, you, can you get him on the show? I can ask for sure. Yes, perfect. Okay, sorry. Please go <laughs> um, Our second cohort had uh was right after the 2016 election oh gosh so we had a bunch of awesome young ypda people yeah shout uh, out to them will carone that's our boy um, that's our who boy else was on asami kobayashi okay she's cool cameron sato um who else was on there gosh i feel like there's at least five more i'm so sorry for forgetting keanu, your names right now keanu rollins fernandez, keanu rollins fernandez um shane sinensi and gabe Johnson, who all ran for county council on Maui in 2016, and then they came on to Kulian Academy, and Keani Rons Fernandez, Tamara Paltin, who ran for Maui mayor in 2014, um, and Shane Sinensi, who ran for county council on Maui for Hanasi. They all, all three of them were successful in 2018. Yeah. So that was really awesome. Yeah, Maui, the Maui County Council there, like that was a big big changeover like they're taking some power back to the people man absolutely and that um you know those three people they had run for office in the past so Mm -hmm. sometimes people say like oh well i already i ran for office i kind of know what i'm doing um we learned a lot from them as well as we offered them a lot of knowledge so having someone in the program that has run for office is super beneficial because they kind of have made some mistakes already so we definitely welcome anyone that has taken their first shot because honestly, statistically, you don't win your first race. Oh yeah, most candidates. So yeah, you have to. We try to instill in people: you run to win, mm-hmm. but you also run with a four-year plan, yeah. an eight-year plan if you're yeah. running for senate. Exposure. Just because 
exactly exposure yeah. make those connects yeah absolutely okay cool that's that's very cool um i guess in terms of issue you know obviously you've had to branch out from just the uh gmo agriculture stuff to you, you know statewide issues more all-encompassing issues for our listeners on the mainland and the folks who may not be as you know engaged or as knowledgeable or the folks who say like well you know gmos you know they have they have some you know upside people who may not be as engaged in what a divisive contentious issue this was especially on the neighbor islands Could, mm-hmm. would you mind giving a little background about just we'll go into a little more about what exactly that whole fight looked like sure so for so long the agriculture in hawaii was really heavily focused on sugarcane mm-hmm. and when those companies started um closing down naturally another big agriculture would move in and that's what happened with the fields on Maui and the fields on Kauai is these chemical companies and seed companies moved in to take over and they took over the lease. So they took over their water permits or yeah. their water land use and stuff. And they moved in. Um, they didn't have to divide up the land in anything. They didn't have to develop the land. So on surface level, it kind of seemed like a good deal. Right. Can we can we name and shame? Is this like this is like Monsanto? Uh, so <laughs> Monsanto is not actually on Kauai. Okay. They're on Molokai. Um, and they're on Maui, DuPont Pioneer, um, Syngenta, Dow. Coke Industries. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And BASF, yeah. which are all chemical companies. Yeah. And they will go to their grave insisting that they're agriculture companies. Um, but the reality is, is that they are growing seed corn to feed factory farming. Um, and they're growing test crops and testing pesticides that is what their fields in hawaii are used for that's the bottom line and they're based off of chemical companies it's not they're not growing food no human ever has consumed any corn that has come from seeds that are grown in hawaii so i personally don't think it's a very smart use of our land Mm -hmm. baseline we import 90 percent of our food yeah so just in that alone the fact that they're using 30 percent of our ag lands for this kind of testing site it's just not very smart for me. Yeah. So so presumably a big a big thing Hapa is pushing for is turning toward food independence, food security, long term sustainability, right? A hundred percent. Can you tell us sure. a little bit about that and that push? So we're always pushing for diversified agriculture. We want to support local farming and want the government and the people in charge of holding leases to support that initiative. And I know that Mahi Pono's plan on Maui is a little contentious and I'm not super familiar with it, okay. but I know that part of their plan is to take over the A and B lands from sugarcane. A and B is uh, Alexander Baldwin? Yes. One of the, so for listeners on the mainland who may not, that's one of the original big five sugar, not even, company is, company is too soft a word, empire. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shipping, yeah. land, trucking, sugar, yeah. uh, coffee. Ol- oligopoly. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, so Mahi Pono has a plan to introduce some food production in their, in their plan. Okay. Um, so I think that's a positive step in the right direction. Cool. But going back to the GMO um, and agricultural companies on Kauai especially, in 2011, 120, I think, households from Waimea sued uh, Pioneer because they were getting blasted with dust, Ooh. red dirt dust yeah. from the fields blowing over the Waimea River into their house. And we don't even have to go into what could possibly be in the dust. Yeah, it's not organic. Just the fact that there's like layers of dust where they have to keep their windows closed. 
And there's all this anecdotal evidence and anecdotal, not evidence, anecdotal stories about cancer mm -hmm. and birth sure. defects and learning disabilities. Yeah. And it's a very small population. Yeah. So all these different stories were coming up. So that was a lot of cause for concern. In 2008, Waimea Canyon Middle School was evacuated and children had to go get triage at the hospital because of pesticide exposure. Oof. And the companies went and insisted that it was stinkweed. It was a really big controversy. Still to this day, we don't know what happened. Yeah. The whole investigation was kind of messed up. But the fact is, is that the, they were bordering the yeah. school. Especially like these are all, you know, new cutting edge chemicals that we don't fully understand. I mean, I mean it strikes me as, you know, when you used to be able to smoke in the doctor's office and like they'd write, you know, you just, you know, just slap some asbestos up here. And like, so really better safe than sorry at the bare minimum, right? right. Like, yeah. So the county started to push back on this um, and they were asking for very basic things. They were asking to disclose what chemicals they were spraying. Yeah. They were asking for buffer zones yeah. around schools, yeah. around hospitals, around houses. Not a ban, just some sort of clarity and some yes. sort of regulation. Yeah. Um, and then uh, notification of when they were going to be spraying. This was on Kauai. On Maui County, it went a little bit further and it was a moratorium. So they wanted to stop production or stop stop production until they could prove that this was a safe practice. Mm, okay. And that was led by a ballot initiative. And Maui, in this case, is a really important part of Kulian Academy because that was a ballot initiative that was passed in 2014. The same initiative, the election, we had county council members who were elected who then pushed down the ballot initiative and chose not to support it. So that's when we kind of realized... Ignoring the will of the people. Exactly. And that's when we were like, we really need to get yeah. better people in office. And there were some good people running, but they didn't have the skill set needed to push into the next level to actually win the seats. Okay. So if somebody, if somebody is listening to this and they think, hey, that sounds like, you know, this could be me. Like, I, how, this sounds like a good opportunity. How do they, how do they apply? What are, what are the dates they need to know? Where do they go? What sort of info would you give so them? So our website is hapahai.org, H-A-P-A-H-I.org. Our application is on their Kulian Academy. The applications are due on April 15th. Okay. And um, it's a pretty short application. just talks about your background, why you're interested in running for office. There is a reference form that we send out to three references. Um, the decision is made by early June, yeah. and the program starts July 13th, I think, is the first weekend. And the weekend dates are all listed on the website. Okay, so it's great. six weekend long trainings. And if somebody finds, you know, like, oh, I've got, if I have a pre-commitment, I won't be able, I can only make five out of the six. Is that like a, they shouldn't apply or is it? It's not a no, okay. but we want to encourage people to attend as much as possible. Cool. And, you know, as opposed to some of the other uh, application processes that have been the news recently, you don't, nobody, you don't have to write any checks. You don't need to take any photos of you playing water polo. This <laughs> is all like straight on the up and up? Straight on the up and up, Okay, yes. good. As far as the financial commitment, there is a $1,000 fundraising commitment okay. that we require. And um, 200 of it can come from your own funds or yeah. can be fundraised. Yeah. 800 of it has to come from other people. So that's smart. You got to teach you to teach you to walk the walk and yes, talk the talk. Definitely okay. a real world fundraising exercise. Yeah. And then the decision will be in June. This program starts in July. It goes until the end of November. Okay. And do you, are there any other sort of legislators, public office holders that are that are going to be involved in the in the program that people can look forward to meeting and learning from? Absolutely. One of the other biggest parts of the training besides the candidate training and leadership training is 
story time talk story with okay. elected officials yeah figure um, out the real world how, how exactly. it actually all works we've invited a breadth of people cool. republicans green party people mostly democrats just sure. because that's the majority in of people in hawaii yeah. um we've had senator uh brian shots inter- talk to the class we've had governor wahe and governor abercrombie address the class cool uh representative tulsi gabbard has come uh representative andrea tupola she's always a crowd favorite yeah um, she's very charismatic and the way that Never she governs actually is yeah. pretty inspiring yeah. and it's definitely something that people should look to. Yeah. Um, so are you, you guys are officially nonpartisan or officially yes. cross-partisan? Officially nonpartisan. Okay. We don't deal with party politics. We don't talk about democratic party stuff. Yeah. We don't consult with them. Um, you will, we will talk talk smack about the president of the united states though right yes for okay sure. good. just and sure. i mean naturally hapa is a progressive organization sure. and naturally our code words align with the democratic party code word for socialism <laughs> exactly right. um and naturally we want our people to win yeah. and currently right now the only path to winning is on the democratic party primary ticket as far as state house and yeah. state representatives go for now that makes sense yeah if someone wanted to come and had a smart strategic plan to run as a non-party or a green party we would definitely support and welcome that cool Very absolutely cool. so um so speaking of you know you mentioned state level nonpartisan broadening your appeal what other issues big in hawaii right now are you guys focusing on and you think are really ripe for for mass involvement and mass action economic injustice and the fight for 15 is something that we've been working on for the past two years hawaii appleseed is one of our education partners cool. uh yeah we also have education partners come in and kind of present the advocacy work that they're doing do a little bit of education on the background of the issue and how that they work with legislators to move their policies forward so economic injustice is really strong with us mm-hmm. um we have we're you know, socialist liberals. So we have a very soft part for um, prison reform yeah. and bail reform. Oh yeah, I mean, my my wife is a public defender, so I'm right there with you. We're all, we're all a bunch of softies. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something that's always been um, very compelling and very interesting. We uh, have HSTA come and present. Cool. Amy Peruso was one of our persons. Yo, Amy Peruso, she's she is super badass. She's super awesome. Yeah. She ran. She won her seat in Wahiwa and. Uh, I would think we're going to see a lot more educators step up and run for office because the state has completely failed them yeah. in funding public education. And the only way that people are going to listen is if the teachers are in the room on the side yeah. of the table. And especially, you know, the, 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 the powers that be, you know, and they may, they may genuinely want to do the right thing, but since the powers that be here send their kids entirely to private school, right? even if they want to do the right thing, they may not know firsthand how bad it actually is. They may not, you know, if they don't have any skin in the game, I don't want to, you know, Ryan, Ryan comes down hard on the side of they absolutely should not be making these decisions. I, I feel like I don't want to say they, they can't make those decisions, but there's so much they're missing if they don't have that sort of, you know, Amy Peruso in the classroom experience. And absolutely. I, I saw, and I, I saw she posted on Facebook the other day, um, you know, talking about like the, uh, the recent proposal to raise legislator salaries. She said, you know, it's going to make me unpopular, but I'm going to have to veto this because as hard as this job is, teaching is harder. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yes, I totally agree. I want to know where the commission for the working wages. Like, I don't understand how they can even entertain the idea of giving them that much of a pay raise without giving the people of Hawaii or at least the government workers a raise as well. Well, I mean, we should all be in this together, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. What about uh, what about uh, environment, climate change, sea level rise? 
Yes. That as well? Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Okay. All of those things are very important to us. Cool. Um, everyone, I think, is environmentalist. We try really hard as far as like not using single-use plastics in sure. our program. We try to support as many local businesses as possible that are using local foods. We try to encourage public transportation, all that jazz as much as possible. Beautiful. We do Beautiful. everything we can to <laughs> put okay. our part in. Okay. Now... Now, switching gears a little bit, just uh, to, so our listeners can can learn more about you, tell, would you mind telling us a little bit about how you came to be involved in Hapa, and then what sort of what your favorite parts are, favorite things? Sure. Yeah. Um, I was living on Kauai in 2012. I w- went to school in Los Angeles, Loyola Marymount University. Not USC. Not USC. Yeah. No, I got nope. in on my own merit. As far as um, as far as we know. I would love to see the Photoshop <laughs> job of all these things because I was a graphic design major. And if I knew that I, I was, could have photoshopped myself, I would do my, I would do my own damn photoshop. I mean, I yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway, um, I moved back in 2012, and my mom took me to the presidential preference poll for Barack Obama. Yeah, and I was the youngest person in the room by like 50 years. Sounds right. I mean, it was really crazy, and everyone was just like, "Oh my gosh, Aria, like we need you. Can you be the vice?" president of our precinct i'm like okay they're like yeah we're gonna send you to wahoo to the convention and i kind of got thrown into uh, participating in the yeah. democratic party oh you just jumped right into the deep end just dumped, jumped right into the deep end Very um, cool. as this was happening the gmo stuff kind of got ramped up and my friends who knew that i kind of followed politics and i was really good friends with gary Hooser. his daughter is my best friend okay um I'm, uh, there it is the nepotism <laughs> yeah nepotism. i was <laughs> listeners i'm so sorry to have subjected you <laughs> Um, so he asked me to kind of help organize my friends and naturally fell into this organization role, helping people register to vote, helping organize testimony, um, and really just try and get people educated on the process of passing a bill. Cause that is a huge undertaking to yeah. come and just to understand all the different workings of okay it's in committee and then it has to do go here yeah. and then it has to get passed but then yeah. oh the mayor can veto it yeah. but then the county council can pass it but then it's going to get sued and it's going to get shot down and the schoolhouse cetera, rock left out a few a exactly. few steps basically yes um so after the gmo fight happened gary decided to start hapa and i was one of the initial board members that mm-hmm. started it and then um, in the conversations at the board meetings, this idea for Kulian Academy came and I just kind of thought it was super important and fell in love with it and just took it and ran with it. Awesome. Very cool. In terms of not to not to rehash anything, 2016 Hillary versus Bernie, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have a feeling where most of the hapa folks support for 2020 might lie would you mind telling us a little bit about what uh if you guys are looking forward to anything on that end um well i'm a little bit conflicted because let's 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 unpack it tell us all the conflicts right now i feel like the bar has been set so low yeah for trump yeah so and not to shade on any of the democratic primary contenders because they're actually all pretty great people and i you know Sure. Except for Joe Biden. Screw him. (laughs) I mean, I'm not really a Joe Biden fan politically. Personally, yes. Great uncle. Uncle Biden. That's fine. Um, I don't, I really don't want him to run. I think he's going to mess up everything. Yeah. Uh, So please don't run Joe Biden. Just stay home. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I was going to think of a clever Hoppa pun, but that might just be the title of this episode. Please don't run Joe Biden. Yeah. Like, Uncle, Uncle Joe, don't do it. Yeah. No, just stay home, Uncle Joe. <laughs> um, so part of me really wants to see this like robust democratic yeah. debate and like take it to the convention and have a floor boat. That would be super Scrap. exciting, yeah. you know? But I don't think we can do that after what happened in 2016. Nope. So I would like the rest of America to just kind of figure it out amongst themselves. I will support whoever the primary yeah. candidate is. Smart. There it is. That's the correct answer. I, yeah, I really do. I, Bernie Sanders, I agree with almost everything he that he says. Yeah. I think that he has a lot of support. I'm very impressed with the changes that he's made in his campaign and the acknowledgement of where he, where the campaign failed in 2016. Yeah. So that's great. Um, and I have a very big soft spot for Andrew Yang and Pete Buttigieg. I would love to see them kind of their profile rise up a little more. Right on. Beto, I mean, cool, cool dude. Sure. Like, like interesting guy. Like, I'm not sure, a, and he has much of a platform or a vision other than, like, giving these. And people, you know, people keep people keep trying to say like, oh, he's the next Obama. He's the next Obama. He's the next Obama. Like. There's a difference between like being Obama <laughs> and being cool like Obama. You right, know what I mean? Right, yes. Yeah, it's like not to say that. I mean, the target, his target core base, baby boomer moms, like the resistance, you know, the resistance, the re and the resistance, like pussy hat liberals, right? Yes. Like he's he's got them locked up. Like if he wants it, but I don't know, man. I think if you he can, I mean, has. Yeah. I think he. You know, Texas is almost a swing state. Yeah. If he could just kind of Against hang Ted out Cruz, there. Though. Against Ted Cruz, like. Yeah, but yeah. I think a little bit more. I think especially with Austin and all of the border stuff, I think it's switching a little bit more. I think it's going to be more like Florida yeah. in, the, in the next few years than it has been pretty solidly red. And if he could just hang out there a little yeah. bit more and kind of massage John Cornyn, that a little yeah. bit, I think that would be really great for him. Yeah. What about... What about uh, who else? We haven't talked about uh, we haven't talked about any of the woman candidates. What about um, how do you feel about Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar? Any any of them appeal? Um, I like all of them. Um, I'm not. I it's really hard for me to get critical of female candidates. There's such a double. And it's, 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 I just don't yeah. even want to say anything bad about yeah. any of them. I I I don't know if they're strong enough to. Secure, secure the nominee yeah. I, I hope they are yeah. uh, especially Kamala Harris I think she has the best chance of anyone I, I agree with you I like I like I like Kristen Gillibrand a lot as a human mm -hmm. I feel like a blonde senator from New York running right back the election after 2016 with Hillary I feel like unfortunately America is far too sexist and ignorant for us to like be able to pull that off exactly yeah. um, and similar unfortunately with Elizabeth Warren too I think I think even though she hasn't she may not actually have been shook by Trump. She just made like a like sort of silly, silly decisions and silly calculations. I think in the media narrative, Trump has already, you know, got her shook. And unfortunately, yes. what we're going to see to your point about double standards, because Republicans are just blindly falling in line, no matter what, you know, he's all these people who were like, we can never vote for Trump. How could we look our daughters in the eye? And now he's got like an 85% approval rating in his party. Yes. Any attempt by the Democrats to be like nuanced, let's think about, you know, this, that. The Democrats are in disarray. Donald Trump is cruising to re-election. It's so, I, whew, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun year and a half, right? Yeah. So, uh, and yes, in one hand, I want to see all of this great yeah. debate. On the other hand, I don't want to see any of it. I just want yeah. one person 
But I mean, I guess that's what we got into our mess ourselves in 2016. Yeah. So who knows what we're going to do? Well, I want to say it can't get worse, but right. it could always get worse. We've seen, right. Yeah, we've seen. <laughs> okay, let's let's lighten things up a little bit from this politics. Um, one question that we like to ask. This is a so. I'm not sure how it happened. Sea level, sea level rise. We had to we had to seek refuge. You are you end up stranded on a desert island, and you can only bring one book, one movie, and one album with you. Okay. What do you choose? Um, I'm gonna bring Becoming by Michelle Obama because I haven't finished it yet. Yes. <laughs> and it's been uh, sitting on my bookshelf for a while. So. I just let's just declare her Empress for life. Like, yes. I don't because I don't want her to have to like sully herself with what politics entails i want her to just rule us as a benevolent dictator absolutely 100 yeah. percent. um movie oh gosh i'm not a huge movie person okay um i might like just bring a cartoon with me like okay. the lion king or aladdin yeah. or something we just can give to you like bo- tv show box set if that's more your speed um or neither we'll just go with lion king that works too yeah i don't know I, I might be depressed alone and i need some happy thoughts but even that movie's kind of sad so yeah. maybe that's not a really good choice are you excited for the you've seen the the live action one that's coming out with all the celebrities yeah that i'm should super be excited awesome okay and what about album favorite album favorite album hmm and another i'll give you a tip this can also be a, a good get out of jail free card here is your favorite band's greatest hits yeah i'm gonna go with a madonna compilation nice okay strong have you you hear the new uh the new quavo song that she's on like on quavo oh it's madonna yeah madonna's taking it to the trap all right it's very you know i'm gonna go in my car and listen to it she's definitely like what a what a friggin' career and like all the time she's reinvented herself too yeah Yeah. very impressive um oh funny, funny story uh or like Ernie Martin without like you know you may not agree with him on everything politically but without missing a beat what album are you bringing Earth Wind and Fire's greatest hits like I've never like the the fastest most answer. confident answer in the history of the Blue Hawaii podcast and like I respected the hell out of that that's that, a that's a great answer that is a great answer yeah okay and then the other thing the other question that we make sure to ask everybody because no matter where you fall on the political spectrum no matter where you fall on the music spectrum everybody likes food everybody's got to eat give us your favorite and this can be as many as you want to. This can be any different category. It can be date night, uh, friend from out of town, family like family dinner. It can be anything. Your favorite restaurant. Let's actually let's do let's do two for you. Your favorite restaurant on Oahu and your favorite restaurant on Kauai. Okay. Oh gosh. Um, favorite restaurant on Oahu, Opal's Thai food. Have you been there? I have not. We okay. are we are sponsored by Royal Thai Garden Eva Beach, so I'm not sure I can let you. <laughs> un- uncritically shout out a Thai restaurant, but I'll allow it. Please continue. All right. He used to be on the North Shore of Oahu. Um, he The food there is just impeccably fresh and delicious. He just recently moved downtown. Okay. Um, and it's it's totally an experience too because he's definitely a character. Where downtown? Um, it's on, I think it's on Smith Street. Smith Street. Okay, Chinatown. Yeah, Chinatown. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's definitely my number one place to go. I also really like Moku Kitchen. Uh, yeah. I lived at Salt for a little while oh, okay, last nice. year, so like that. Oh, you're my... one of the one of those gentrifying millennials, huh? I was for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> okay, right on. Um, and then on Kauai, ooh, uh, that's really hard. There's, I don't want to say there's not a lot of good food on Kauai, but. Um, 
Choose your next words carefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for drinks, I'll go to Koi Beer Company. Okay. Absolutely recommend it. Their food is actually really good too. And then for like a dinner, I will go for Hukilala Nai. Okay. Is that in Lihue? That's on the east side in east Wailua. Side. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Very strong. Um, that's any, do you any have any final thoughts? Any last words of wisdom you like to share with our audience? Any last hapa stuff? Anything we haven't covered? Um, I just want to say that if anyone is listening out there that has the inkling feeling that they might possibly thinking maybe sort of kind of want to maybe run for office. Just do it. Absolutely. Just take do a look it, at Khan Academy. Um, you know, it's definitely not for everyone, but just take a look at it. Give me a shout out, an email. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can call me if you want um, and I can talk about it. But I really encourage everybody to apply and take advantage of this program. It is really important for us to get more great people in office. Absolutely. Amen. 100%. If, if we don't do it, nobody will. Exactly. Aria Julia Castillo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, we look forward to seeing what you do. Awesome. Hapa. Kuleana Academy, Blue Hawaii Podcast. We'll be right back. Blue Hawaii. Welcome back to the Blue Hawaii Podcast, everybody. That was a great interview, if I do say so myself. But now, ooh, actually, first, before we do some shout-outs, I have my own restaurant recommendation. I would like to recommend to you Il Tapo in Waikiki. It's a brand-new Italian restaurant on Kalakaua Avenue located at the Hokulani. Shout-out to... My cousin Salvatore and his staff, his amazing team over there, they are killing it. Uh, perfect for date night if you want to impress, drinks, anything. Uh, and he's still got his old, not old, old is the wrong word. He's still got his other restaurant bistro. That is Il Buco at San Villa Waikiki, just on Alawai Boulevard. That is a very cool, very homey spot for amazing bistro food and wine. Both are great. Can't recommend them highly enough. Check it out. Now, time for shout outs. Shout out to the lovely town of Pearl City on Oahu, which made it into the top 20 spots of Wallet Hub's happiest cities in America. Ranked 16th, fared better than neighboring Honolulu, ranked 29th. And in 2018, Pearl City was the fourth happiest city, so they've actually fallen down. Um, they must not have pulled anybody who has to drive to town for work, but that's just me. That's just my opinion. Uh, shout out to fans of both UH baseball and Welsh literature, as well as to fans of good sports writing puns. Uh, our best pitcher on the UH bows, the auspiciously named Dylan Thomas, is moving from starter back to the bullpen while he'll be the bows' main closer. Stephen Sai of the Honolulu Star Advertiser missed no time with the headline, Bows will be mightier with Thomas in pen. Very strong. Do not go gently into that good night, everybody. We will see you next week on the Blue Hawaii Podcast. It'll be me solo again, but I'll find somebody interesting to talk to, I'm sure. Hang in there. Have a great week. As always, get in touch at Blue Hawaii Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Send us an email. Give me a call. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. And enjoy yourselves. Take care. Aloha. Blue Hawaii. And to sing the national anthem of New Zealand's Nick Arthur.
Strive and war. 